As a type 1 diabetic, I experienced a hypo while swimming a mile and a half in open water that should have landed me in the hospital. Now, I definitely should have known about this and how to avoid it as somebody who's living with type 1 diabetes that's also a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist. Uh, but if you don't know that about me, now you do. My name is Matt Vandevecht and I'm going to tell you about a story from yesterday where I ended up seizing uncontrollably for 30 minutes and it still spooks me to talk about it. In today's episode, I want to break down what happened, uh, a brand new blood sugar variable that to my knowledge has not been covered before and why I'm going to change things a little bit next time I go swimming. So we'll get into our theme song and then jump into today's crazy story. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Yes, you heard me correctly. I said the word seizing in the episode intro. Now, yesterday, I decided to go for my first open water swim in quite a long time. If you haven't been following the journey for a bit, I'm a type 1 diabetic who's setting out to prove that type 1s can do whatever we want. You just got to have the right blood sugar formula in place. And right now, I'm training for a half Ironman, which is a 70.3 mile race. And it's insane. I've never done anything like this before in my entire life. Now, the key behind this is both using blood sugar formulas, which is what I use when I teach my clients. It's how I maintain, you know, 90 day averages of 90 plus percent time and range, but also to do so carefully and to pick apart the variables before I land myself into trouble like I did yesterday. Now, yesterday I went for the swim, did all of my preparation. I've already swam a mile and a half in a pool before, but I haven't done it in open water. So I invited my friend along. I said, hey, can you kayak beside me just so I have a safety net? I'm going to put my phone in your kayak. I'm going to put a bottle of dextrose in this kayak with you as well. It's got electrolytes, but it's pure sugar, right? Just in case I need it. I also stuffed some sugar in my wetsuit sleeves. I was ready. And uh, within 10 seconds of starting this swim, I popped my head out of the water and he was like, are you okay? I said, it's really cold. I have a migraine. My head hurts so bad. Uh, the water is freezing. And for context, it's February. It might be San Diego, but it's still very cold in the water when you're swimming at sunrise. Nothing has heated the water up yet, especially in open water where it can get a little deeper. So I popped my head out and said, dude, it's freezing. Just needed to get my, my bearings. All right, let's go. I got my head back in the water and we swam. And I swam, and I swam, and I, it's a very long swim. It's kind of boring, honestly. You kind of just got to play with your thoughts and, and not psych yourself out when you swim for that long. We get to the halfway point where I had planned to take in one of the goo packets that I had stuffed in my wetsuit. Always stick to the plan. See, I had gotten to that point. I thought, you know what? I feel fine. Maybe I don't need it this one time. I should have trusted my calculations, should have trusted the blood sugar formula, right? I popped my head back down and headed back. And at that point, we were 0.6 miles in, so I head back and went a little extra, so I think I ended at 1.33 miles was my ending time. Uh, now, good news, since I didn't stop for the goo, 
I actually got a new personal record <laughs> for um, that distance of a swim, and I did complete it. I got to the end, and I was like, I feel great, sort of. Actually, I don't feel great. As I stumbled onto the land, my friend, who was paddling with me the whole way, was like, are you feeling okay? And I was like, I, I, I don't know where, I, and I started stumbling over my words. And he was like, dude, what's up? And he came over to me and grabbed me before I fell over. And immediately, I start seizing. My body is shaking violently. And I'm like, what is going on? I can't see things in detail. I can still see where I am, but my vision's starting to get a little bit blurry. I can't form sentences. My thoughts are kind of all over the place. And I'm like, am I having a, a hypoglycemic seizure right now? I, I don't, I think I'm just cold, but this is wild. He's like, are you okay? Should we get you to the car? I was like, yeah, let's go to the car. I struggle putting one foot in front of the other because my entire body at this point is locking up. I cannot take steps on my own. Now I'm starting to wonder if I'm safe or if we should consider going to a hospital. No, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think about the hospital thing just yet. I was like, this is weird. Let's just get to the car. You know, and I wasn't freaking out. Oddly enough, uh, my body was shutting down and I wasn't nervous. So I guess victory for me and what used to be anxiety and panic attacks. <laughs> now I'm just like, whatever, you know, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Uh, determination, I suppose. But we start making our way to the car, struggling hard. I am, I, I mean, stumbling, limping. I don't know the right words, but I feel like a stick man because I can't bend my legs at all. I'm trying not to fall over as my arms are shaking in front of me. And my friend is actually looking concerned at this point. We get back to the cars. I start kind of putting my gear up because, as you can see, there's a bike behind me. I was supposed to take this bike out on its maiden voyage and test out my new clip-in pedals and all these fun things that I'm training for this half Ironman with, right? And uh, he's like, maybe you take a second and don't go on your bike ride right now. And for Ironman training, it's called a brick workout where you do a swim and then you do a bike. You go straight into the next sport with no break. He said, dude, I've got some heated seats and I had been complaining about how cold it was. He's like, maybe you just need to warm up. Let's, let's get you warm. And at this point, still violently shaking. Uh, I cannot control my hands, my legs, everything is shaking. My jaw was stuck open because I had kept it open for breathing as I was swimming. And I, I had never experienced that little control over my body. And I was a little bit curious, maybe nervous is the right word. <clears throat> I sat in his car and for the next 20 to 30 minutes, I continued violently shaking, unable to figure things out. But the first thing I did, of course, is once we got into the car, I said, hey, I do need you to go get my phone. I need to see where my blood sugars are at. Maybe this is a hypoglycemia and I am actually <laughs> having a seizure. I don't know, but I need to get my phone. He grabbed my phone and uh, he checked it, or I checked it, and he was like, how, how are you? You know, he's, he's concerned. He's a great friend, by the way. This guy has been sticking by my diabetes side for over a decade. Uh, he was the first friend to carry a pack of gummy bears when we were in college. And uh, really cool guy. If you don't have somebody who carries a juice box for you or gummy bears or at the very least asks how you're doing with blood sugars, if you look low, get you a friend like that makes a world of a difference. So anyways, we're, uh, we're looking at my blood sugars. I'm like, they're fine, actually. I'm at 120, 
which I mean, I should have trusted the blood sugar formula, right? This is what I teach my clients. It is predictably consistent. And uh, I mean, I'll show you on the screen. This is my week average. I think it says 94%. That's standard for me. This is just what life is now, now that I use blood sugar formulas. In the past, it was a wreck. It was nowhere near that control, but now I use those. So of course, I should have trusted that my calculations were correct. It, it worked as intended. I, I ended a mile and a half swim at 120. That's stellar, right? But then I'm thinking, well, what else could this be? And for some odd reason, things didn't click until a half an hour <clears throat> after violently shaking, it finally calmed down enough for me to have a conversation with him. I said, you know what? I'm gonna scratch the bike ride today. I was supposed to do 26 miles and do some hills and, and that kind of training. So I'm just gonna go home. Um, that was weird. You know, I, I still don't feel great. And I, I basically had a seizure for 30 minutes. <laughs> like that was intense. And it didn't click until halfway home as I'm driving by myself and I'm like, I think that wasn't a hypoglycemia. I think that was hypothermia. I just had hypothermia and I blew it off. And then I Google it and it's like, gone untreated, this can kill you, right? And of course, they always give you the worst case scenario on the internet, but I was like, uh, that was hypothermia. I was completely frozen. That's interesting, right? Went home and uh, told my wife about it and I went into breakfast and dosed for my full breakfast, big meal, and my blood sugar started to climb just a little bit. 120 turned into 130, 140, 150, 160. By the time I even got to breakfast, I was 179. And then it clicked at 180. I was like, okay, I guess we're stable. How am I at 180 right now? I just swam a mile and a half, right? And you think about all the variables that come into play here. Like I was disconnected from my pump for the 37 minutes that I was in the water. So, okay, that's part of the equation. But all that exercise, typically I only go up maybe 10, 20, 30 points. It should not be this high. I take a shower, nothing happens. I'm halfway through my dose of like five and a half units or whatever it was. It was a big breakfast. I was super hungry. <laughs> and admittedly, after completing a swim like that, and my blood sugars continued to climb and climb and climb and climb. And I am furious at this point because I'm starving. I've eaten half a piece of toast and I stopped eating because I'm like, my blood sugars are out of control right now. What's going on? And it gets to the point where it's 249 is where they finally capped out. 249. And I'm thinking, okay, I could either finish breakfast and push that up to 400. You know, let's just go for it, right? Or what I ended up doing, stop eating, figure out what the heck is going on because I'm not going to make it problem worse with my blood sugars. Plus, we're supposed to go to my parents' house in a couple hours. I don't want to deal with the 400 blood sugar as we're doing a family lunch. I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm going to let this come back down, maybe give some corrections, go for a walk, yada, yada. You guys know the drill. Uh, obviously, this is not medical advice. That being said, couple different things happened that day, yesterday for me, that are really interesting and I wanted to point out. Number one, hypoglycemia can look like hypothermia. They both kind of put you into a, a seizing position. I'd rather deal with hypothermia because if I had gone that low and experienced a hypoglycemia uh, event of that nature and been seizing, I would have drowned, right? So that is very much more serious in my situation. Open water, you start taking in water. If you can't breathe, your brain goes out because your blood sugars are so low, you die. So hypothermia, better 
for me in that situation. Happy with that, I guess. But what's interesting, and the unknown variable that I was not previously aware of, is that this hypothermic event led me into a hyperglycemic event. In other words, I got super cold, my body went into shock, freaked out, and had a stress response, probably some counter-regulatory hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, right? Freaked itself out and blood sugar shot through the roof. If you've ever experienced stress, high stress events, like I did when I used to be training for a firefighter position, there were some really stressful situations, right? And stress can cause blood sugars to go up. So what's interesting is that the hypothermia led to hyperglycemia. Low body temperature led to higher blood sugars. Now, the reason I bring that up is A, I want you to always be curious. <clears throat> Something I teach my clients is this level of CANI, C-A-N-I, which stands for constant and never-ending improvement, which we can take into always be learning, okay? Always be considering other variables that are at play that you might not know about. I couldn't figure out why the heck I was shaking violently. And I think I put it on, on the camera earlier in this video, but I'll do it again. This was me 30 minutes after getting out of the water. I was still shaking that much. Absolutely shocking. But what we need to understand is that these events are not things to get mad at ourselves for. I shouldn't have been mad that I was 249. I was frustrated and I was kind of mad because I was really hungry. Maybe we'll blame it on being hangry, right? I was just super hungry. But as I tell my clients, everything is data. Every blood sugar happens for a reason. As much as we don't want to think it does, oh, I went high, That's, that was weird, it just happens sometimes. It does not just happen. You don't go low just because that's how diabetes is. That's what my endo and my doctor used to tell me. I used to go in and say, oh, I go low and high all the time, it's so frustrating, how do I fix this? And they would say, Matt, that's just how diabetes is. You gotta deal with it. How sad is that, right? It's not just how diabetes is. Those numbers are hints, they are clues as to what we can learn from the variables that made our blood sugars do that. So if I saw a 249 and just said, wow, that was crazy, hope that doesn't happen again, it's probably gonna happen again. But if I look at the 249 and analyze it and go, hmm, I wonder why that happened. Let's assess the situation. I can look back and go, oh, my body went into shock. That's probably a stressful experience for my body. I wonder if that's why my blood sugars skyrocketed 130 points, even in the presence of five and a half units of insulin, which did next to nothing. I came back home. I brought that bike behind me to my parents' house for the lunch. And before we had lunch, I went for a five-mile bike ride up and down hills with insulin on board. And I chugged water. I said, please, God, let this work. I want to come back into range. And thankfully, uh, again, the strategies that we teach work. It came all the way crashing down. I leveled out in the 90s and got to eat lunch with my family. But there's a couple different lessons I want you to pull apart from this before we wrap this one up. Lesson number one is that when the situation changes, so must our plans, <clears throat> right? So going into breakfast after a big swim, usually I'm more insulin sensitive. It kind of balances out with me not wearing a pump, so it works out for me. My blood sugar skyrocketed as I was dosing and pre-bolusing for my food the situation changed. I watched blood sugars jump 
right? As a result, the, the strategy must change. Yes, I added extra insulin, thought maybe I'll catch this with a correction. It just kept going. So I had to adapt with my strategy. And of course, you're able to adapt more when you know what to look for. These numbers that I told you are clues or the hints that we are looking for. Our blood sugars are trying to tell us a story. Hey, you're high because your body went into shock. But a lot of people don't know what to look for. So the second piece is to always be learning, to always keep an open mind to new strategies, to be seeking these things out, right? I tell my clients, we call them the renegade warriors. Actually, they call themselves the renegade warriors. We're renegades. We think differently, right? I'm not going to look at that situation and go, oh, that's weird. It just happened. I hope it doesn't happen again. I'm thinking differently, but I'm also assessing what happened. I want to learn from this mistake because all numbers are data. They're important to have. So one, I want you to remember that if the situation changes, if the data we're given changes, so must our plans change, right? And then two is the spirit of Kanai, right? Constant and never-ending improvement. Always learning, always staying curious, always looking for that new information that will help you to build out your diabetes toolbox, right? That enables you to have a deeper understanding of how blood sugars work. In fact, this exact event is going to go in my book. It's going to have to because this is a new discovery of a new blood sugar variable. Now, technically, I need further testing, more experimentation to determine if hypothermia leads to hyperglycemia. I don't particularly want to test this again. I don't know that I will. Maybe it'll stay theory-based for now. <laughs> but uh, I'm putting a new book together along with all of the Renegade newsletters that we send out every month with all of my new research and different strategies that my clients are using, what works, what doesn't. If that's something that you like the idea of to stay on on top of things, to stay in the loop of the most updated strategies. I mean, this next month, we're diving into insulin sensitivity, how to manipulate blood sugars, how I got that number back in range after being at 249 and having a hypothermic event and then getting it back into 100% time in range for the rest of the day, right? And I'll even show it. This is my current two-day average, 90% barely cutting it because I always tell you guys I've stayed above 90% for almost five years straight at this point. March is going to be five years. Can't wait for that. Oh, that's next month. <laughs> so obviously I cut it close, but I was still able to maintain 90% time and range even with a crazy event that removed me from any hope of staying in range for that breakfast. But got it back in check. Those are the strategies that I share in our Renegade Warriors newsletter. If you're not part of that yet, we send out a physical newsletter. I don't have one next to me, so I'll put it on the screen. We send out a physical newsletter to your doorstep every single month with updated strategies, what you need to know, different reminders or practices that are helpful for us living with diabetes to make diabetes less effort, as close to automated as we can, while staying in the know. So you can assess these blood sugars and actually know what you're looking for, right? Instead of just guessing all the time. So if that's of interest to you, you can actually get a free issue if you go to renegadenewsletter.com. It's totally free to get the first newsletter. You can check it out, see if you like it, and then you can decide if you want to get it delivered to your doorstep month after month with all the new goodies every time they go out. All right, so renegadenewsletter.com. I hope someone's helpful for you. Uh, if you're on YouTube with me, give it a thumbs up to show me that you're grateful that I survived <laughs> on, the, uh, on the, the hypothermia. My goodness, I still can't believe how crazy that was. Uh, 
what a ride life is, the challenges that we encounter, right? But as long as you're learning from the challenges you encounter, every day is a step forward, right? It's when you start to ignore these challenges or remove challenges from your life that you stop growing. That's no fun. So if you want to continue growing, continue challenging yourself and continue learning, go to renegadenewsletter.com. Go sign up for that. Get your free first issue. Check it out. And uh, I hope that it brings you some epiphanies, some aha moments, some light bulbs going off in your head as it does for many of the hundreds of people that get it every single month. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love having you guys here. Have a great rest of your day. Protect yourself. Stay safe. Learn the lessons that diabetes has to offer. And I'll see you in the newsletter this month. Keep up the fight.